Glory to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The knowledge that the Lord is my shepherd and that I cannot be snatched out of his hand revives my soul. The Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. In today's collect, Jesus refers to himself as the good shepherd. And in the gospel, it is written that his sheep hear his voice. There is nothing more comforting in life than the sound of Jesus' voice. He speaks to us through scripture, the words of others, the lives of others. As I look around the room this morning, I see a lot of familiar faces. But in your faces, I also see Jesus. Psalm 23 is one of the most well-known and familiar of all the Psalms. It speaks to the fact that as we live our lives, we are never alone because there is a good shepherd who leads us and protects us. Jesus is the shepherd and the gospel says we are the sheep. I think it's important to highlight some facts about sheep. Sheep have an excellent sense of hearing. Sheep have an excellent sense of sight. They have an excellent sense of smell. And unlike dogs, they're not colorblind. That said, sheep have a hard time with depth perception. They cannot see what is right in front of their noses. Did you notice in the first reading this morning that God used Peter to enact a miracle? Many times I wonder why with all the miracles that the disciples and others saw, that they still had a hard time believing. I wonder if the decision was made to call us sheep because God knew that sometimes we have a hard time seeing what is right in front of our noses. And maybe that's why in the gospel today, the emphasis was on hearing Jesus' voice and not thinking about what it is we have seen Jesus do. In 1987, I had renewed my faith after going through a difficult divorce. I had run into a high school classmate and begun a relationship with him. And in my heart of hearts, I knew it was a rebound, but I stayed in it. I started attending a church in Hermosa Beach, California. 
And one Sunday night, I heard a speaker named Jimmy Calhoun. And he said that he might be starting a church close to where I lived at the time. So I gave him my contact information and then just forgot about it. Several months later, I was at another church, and I looked across the aisle, and there sat Jimmy Calhoun and some friends. So out of guilt, I promised to attend the church where he was serving the very next week. I started attending and soon began singing on Sunday mornings with the music team. Now on one particular Sunday morning, Jimmy's roommate's fiance stood up in church and announced that Jimmy and I should be a couple. <laughs> when I heard that, it absolutely took my breath away. What may have just been her take on who Jimmy and I should be dating morphed into her words being the voice of God. I share this because God's voice comes in all languages, all genders, and sometimes even from the mouths of children. There's something else worth noting in the gospel reading. When Jesus walked into the temple, it was at the time of the festival that we call Hanukkah. Now Hanukkah commemorates a time when the Jewish people were being oppressed and they went to war to free themselves. They overcame superior numbers, superior weapons, and a trained army, and somehow gained a victory. Even with all that, Jesus did not say his sheep have good memories, but his sheep hear his voice. Our faith rests on what God is doing now. The miracles of the past are there to increase our faith, not for us to depend on them. Jesus wants to do something with all of us, similar to what he did with Peter and what God did with the Jewish people in overcoming great odds. Our part in the process is willingness to be used. Let me draw your attention back to Psalm 23, verse 5. The verbiage is that God spreads a table before me in the presence of those who trouble me. Today is Good Shepherd Sunday. So let's think of this in terms of God speaking to a shepherd. There are two Hebrew words for table, and the one in this passage suggests that it might be the portable kind of table that shepherds tending sheep in a pasture would probably use. So let's think of a big blanket rather than a dining room table on which God prepared a feast for the shepherd. In other translations, the wording for those who trouble me is a little stronger. It actually says, 
enemy. Oftentimes, when I think of this psalm, I wonder why God would prepare a feast for someone to eat while their enemies watch. Was it to make them jealous? Was it to show that God is a better provider than theirs? Or was God giving the shepherds an opportunity to be used like Peter and the Jewish people? You see, it would be very easy to sit down to a meal in front of your enemies, eat hearty, laugh, and have a great time at their expense. But it's quite another thing to have something desirable to see an enemy or someone you perceive to be your enemy and invite them in. Let us revisit today's reading from the Revelation. The passage read, I looked and there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages standing before the throne, before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. How is this coming together of all these different people groups going to happen? Do we see it happening anywhere in the world today? Maybe we truly are looking for love in all the wrong places. But another part of our reading gives us a clue. It says, salvation, which I am translating as healing, belongs to our God who is seated on the throne. It takes strength from God to invite enemies into a loving relationship. And that's why we say, with God's help, so often around here. It is with God's help that we make it day to day. It is with God's help that we can see the hope that is in Jesus. And it is with God's help that we can see the good in others even our enemies. Amen.